Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's game that tune, and we are back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We've got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. And we've got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys! Welcome back, game that tune in the house for episode two hundred and sixty-three. And my goodness, guys, we got a fantastic show coming up for you guys tonight. It's, uh, it's going to be a good one. If you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we're going to do is listen to some video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. And the winner at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And the winner uh, last episode was me. Fantastic me. And uh, my fantastic theme for tonight's fantastic show I decided that it was, uh, it was uh, you know, yet again time to do a, a theme based around a certain year. And, uh, yeah, I feel like we hadn't done one of those in a while. So, uh, I figure it's, uh, you know, we're nine months into a new year at this point. Time to, you know, look back uh, on a, a different year. Ten years ago. 2011 is the theme for tonight's episode. Ten years ago, guys, was 2011. I don't want to, you know, blow anybody's minds on that. But, uh, man, what, what a, a time year. it was. <laughs> yeah, what a year 2011 was. A banner year for gaming. Never had forget. I thought, had I thought about this theme a little bit more, I maybe wouldn't have gone with 2011. Kind of an in-between year for a lot of companies and consoles and things. I don't know about you guys, but, uh, man, uh, looking up the games from uh, 2011, I realized at this stage of the game, of uh, Game That Tune, we've used pretty much all the worthwhile ones. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> this is, uh, is going to be the best of the rest of 2011. There's uh, you know, still, some, still some jams out there, you know, some good tunes for sure. Uh, I'm not sure about good games, though. I don't know if any of you guys are going to disprove me on this. David's you know, looking kind of you know, sullen. Uh, might no, be tipping I David's was, hand. Um... <laughs> no, I was checking something. It's like I believe there was a console I'm a huge fan of that was beginning to hit its stride in 2011. You're right. Okay, so not an in between year. Maybe that console will appear tonight. I, not an in between year for every console. Uh, maybe just maybe we got some uh, some fantastic games coming up on the show. Uh, you know, I don't want to speculate, but I am responsible for two of the picks tonight, so I can confirm two bad games for the show. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we got five fantastic oh, games on the show. Uh, we've got a fantastic fan request, and I think really we should just hop right into it, man. So, Johnny, take us back in time to 2011 by starting game one. Game one.
All right, guys, so this is one of two games released in North America in 2011 that is a collaborative effort between uh, this developer and this publisher. feeling oh, oh pretty good i'm feeling good. very good great jesse how are you he's feeling it uh let's see uh jesse says skylander sadly incorrect john regan says pokemon black and white sadly incorrect david has the correct answer this is fortune street yes fortune street our fan request for the evening uh, came to us in the Discord from Silver Nova, uh, though he says also that he seconds Fortune Street, so if there's somebody that deleted their request, I used it anyway, so thank you, first requester, and thank you, Silver Nova, for seconding Fortune Street, because guys, what a game, this Fortune Street. It's, uh, man, David, I'm betting that you thought heavily about playing this in 2011 and have never played it in your life. I have not played it, but I kind of yeah. want to play it now, because it, as as my understanding is, it's it's like a Mario Party board game type game, but mm -hmm. it stars Mario, Final Fantasy, and Dragon Quest. I mean, now, yeah, that's your misunderstanding game, of it. Yes. <laughs> does Does this game have that CCR song in it? Um, no. <laughs> Fortune Street Son. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was not born silver spoon in hand. Oh. Um, it was you know not developed by no senator's son. No, um, <laughs> Mario is definitely no fortunate son. <laughs> yeah, He's he earned all his money, baby. Um, but yeah, no, um, David. I so you, you you think it's a Mario Party style board game starring Mario and Final Fantasy and and Dragon Quest characters? You're wrong. Well, I mean, not on so many in so many ways. <laughs> not. Not necessarily like a Mario Party game where you have like mini games and wackiness and whatnot, but like it's a a video game board game. Okay, with yes, Mario you're correcting yourself. And, yeah, you know, big, and Dragon Quest. 
based no final fantasy based on the the title and based on the prominence of dice on the cover here i assume this is some kind of like casino game like some kind of gambling game starring mario which i would like mm-hmm. to see more of uh there's not enough gambling action i feel like like straight gambling with mario <laughs> yeah time to bring back vegas stakes is what johnny's saying yeah like i want to play craps with mario that sounds awesome <laughs> I Super Mario Kart. <laughs> I just can't think of anything better than like, you know, Mario and Wario and Yoshi all gather at a craps table, chain smoking cigarettes left and right, losing their mind every time that like you roll the dice. Oh, God. I mean, aren't you just describing a compilation of casino games, but with like, you know, funny colors on the dice and Mario characters sitting around? Like, you know, that is easy enough. They should have done it by now. Yeah. But, uh,. I don't know, Jimmy. I mean, that, yeah, sounds like a lot of other games that have been made. <laughs> you can just play those and imagine it. <laughs> with, uh, I think it was New Super Mario Brothers, the original, there was like an additional mode where you unlock different mini games, and there was a whole section of mini games that were casino games. And it was like mm. Luigi as the house. So, like, you were playing blackjack against Luigi. So, I think that kind of exists just without the chain smoking. I like it. Yeah, and like no mob shit, just you know, nice bright Mario stuff. Uh, yeah, good ideas. But yeah, no, why so are this, we? Uh, why are we bringing the mob into it? Is it is it because they're Italian? That is a cruel stereotype. <laughs> yeah, jeez, John. <laughs> There's How could different you? mobs. Yeah, it could be the other. That's right. Uh, that other famous mob. <laughs> it could be the Yakuza. Mario is clearly a the, member of the Yakuza. The the Russians will cut your dick off. <laughs> Going back to, like, Mario Party 2, Wario definitely sounds like he's Russian. Like, that's Wario true. is a member of the KGB. Mm-hmm. Wah, and that's what they call the mob in Russia, the KGB. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's different. <sighs> anyway, yeah, so, uh, again, this is not Mario Party with Mario and Dragon Quest characters. It's a board game. And it's uh, with Mario and Dragon Quest characters. <laughs> yeah, but it's it ain't a party, guys. No, it's, it's not. It looks like a Seriously. tedious fucking like Monopoly thing. It's got some, you know, it's got a lot going on. I, I was trying to watch a video and like really kind of parse out how the fuck to play this game. <laughs> it's tr- it's confusing as hell, man. Like so, the levels. You know, I'm, I'm picturing. Yeah, I'm thinking it's got the Mario Party influence because it's got different boards set in different areas. You know, Mario board, Dragon Quest board, so forth. A castle, a uh, you know, a Super Mario Galaxy theme thing. But the boards. Or just backgrounds. Think like how there's like uh, an image in the background of like, you know, say like the new Tetris on Nintendo 64. Like the puzzle and the game are just taking place in front of this backdrop. So the boards, the themes have nothing I'm, to do with the boards. No. I'm sorry, John. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just want to go back to something you said. Did you just say the new Tetris on Nintendo 64? Yeah. Like I wouldn't qualify that as the new Tetris. Look it up, David. I'm going to continue with my point. Um, okay. Go, go ahead and Google the new Tetris Nintendo 64. But yeah, so anyway, the the boards have nothing to do... Like, it's not like Mario Party where you're moving around a thing. It's like you're playing on tiles floating above a backdrop. And as you move around the tiles, you can buy them and build your shops on them. And then when other people land on your thing, they have to pay your shops, kind of like Monopoly, with the houses and hotels. And you also have to move around the board and collect, like, uh, playing card icons, the heart, diamond, spade, and club. And then circle back around to basically a go space, and it levels you up and levels up your shops so you take more money. And it, uh... 
it doesn't look fun, guys. It looks very slow, and you know there are times when you uh, get to play like a small mini game, like a slot machine, or uh, you know a, a card flipping memory game, uh, oh. or if if you land on one of those spaces with the uh, the playing card icon on them, you can flip over a space on like a big punch board and get a special bonus card. But there don't appear to really be a, a whole lot of awesome like mini games making it like Mario Party. So it looks like it is just slow Monopoly on the Wii. And I don't know, guys. That doesn't sound appealing to me at all. Even with all the charming shit that they nope. can pack into this game, like I'm, I'm, I just don't think I could get into this. <laughs> I, I can think. I of, mean, I can think of so many other games you could just rip off and shove Mario characters in. It would be far better. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. yeah. Monopoly. No. Now, if you did like say a Price is Right thing with Mario characters and Dragon Quest characters, I'd be yeah. all in. So like Mario Party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you want a game, you want a game show theme thing where you then play smaller games after you get like on stage with the Mario characters. But with Bob uh, Barker. Yeah, but yeah, you know, but no moving around a board. Johnny's not into that. He just wants the mini games. So WarioWare is what you want, John. Yes. Yeah, Plinko. Well, no. Yeah. Like, he wants. Just get Mario he, Plinko. <laughs> no, he wants like various mini games with Mario and Dragon Quest, but he doesn't want The Price Is Right hosted by Bob Barker. He wants The Price Is Right hosted by Golem from Dragon Quest. Yes, of course. Yes, and I do want to yeah. showcase Showdown at the end. I want to do things like have it show you, you know, a Mario castle along with, um, you know, like all new pipes. And then you have to guess how much that costs. You have no frame of reference at all because, like, Mario's... 30 coins. <laughs> <laughs> Not once as... I mean, I guess technically in Wario Land, you know, you get a better castle at the end based on how many coins you collect. So maybe you could use that as your base. But, like... It'd be very difficult the first time. You're like, I don't know. <laughs> yep. I bid oh, 35,000 coins. I bid 35,000 and one coin. <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ways to play Mario Prices right, that's the shittiest way. Uh, and then, like, Toad is the guy who describes all the items you have to bid on and stuff. Mm. <laughs> This green Koopa shell is... Uh, <laughs> so the, the Toads are green. Barker's... Oh, wait, no, you're saying Toad would be the announcer, not uh, yeah. not yeah. the beauties. <laughs> no, I was just no, imagining, no, no. could you imagine, like, that voice, like, Hey, Mario, <laughs> this flat-screen TV! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. It'd be adorable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, the game looks like, you know, it's got... Not it's, that. It, the game looks charming. It's got Mario characters and Dragon Quest characters. You know, I saw in the video, like, it's got, like, the cute kind of, like, just kind of nondescript for lack of a bit, you know, because I don't know who these characters are, but it's, you know, the princess and the, you know, the warrior guy and the mage. And then there's a, a character that appears to be a platypus and there's a slime. Uh, but then also on the Dragon Quest side, there's, like, a giant evil wizard, which is really cool. <laughs> like, so you'll be playing as, like, Mario, but then there's, like, this dragon wizard on the fucking board, and it's like, huh, okay. <laughs> It'd be like if they, if, if they, in Mario Party, they, they just threw in, like, Ganon instead <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> like, alongside everybody else. Like, you know, Bowser fits because he's Mario, but, like, <laughs> let's just have a guest character that's a hideous giant monster. <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> God, I, I wish they would do that. That would be cool. Mario Party yeah. plus Kraid. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, John. 
That's where it's at. The board. Yeah. <laughs> it is so cheap in those mini games. <laughs> it is uh. kind of weird because I'm looking at the box art now, and you've got Mario, you've got Toad, Donkey Kong, and Yoshi, but you've also got you know the slime and Bianca, and also Jessica from Dragon Quest Eight, and like of all the characters that I would imagine being in a family-friendly Mario version, like Jessica hmm. from Dragon Quest Eight is. Not who comes to the front of my mind. Like very maternal. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, care to elaborate on that, David? I would love to know why not. Because she she appears to just be a, a perfectly she, fine sorceress from Dragon Quest. <laughs> she is a sorceress from Dragon Quest who is notable for having uh, very large breasts and a costume ah. where she dresses like a Playboy bunny. So nice. like putting her in a Mario game. <laughs> Interesting okay. choice. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it looks like. They uh, it looks like the Nintendo team gave him some notes because she appears to be wearing a very modest top in the uh, the pictures that I'm seeing. But you know, I, I like where your head's at. Uh, they should uh, they should really try to sexy up the Mario series uh, with these uh, not with the Mario characters themselves, just with these guest characters. Bring in uh, bring in you know these hot outside characters to God, really how uh, Mario spice get things more up. More sexy. <laughs> that's the question. I mean, you, that's the problem. Eventually, you just hit a ceiling on sexiness. And you gotta start bringing in the Dragon Quest characters, so uh, that's how it goes. But yeah, um, Mario gets to be too sexy. Let's bring in the large-chested redhead. Yeah, that'll tone it down. Mm, no, that'll tone it up, man. You know, it's uh, the, the whole idea, David, is to continue making it sexier. And Mario, as a series, kind of peaked, and so that's why Sexiness. they <laughs> try to get this Fortune Street thing going. Nobody bought it, and uh, you know, oh well, but. It, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm trying to still figure out is it worth it, like, to play this game or seek out this game? Because, no. again, it sounds boring as shit. Like, you know, I, I, I'm here for the charmingness, but, like, I get the feeling I would hate this game. Just I feel uh, like even if you were like, hey, let's, let's get together and have a few, you know, alcoholic beverages and play it drunk, it would still be like, like, the second turn, we'd all be like, Hey, you guys want to just play Smash Brothers instead or something? Because this mm-hmm. is garbage. Like, yeah. I feel like it'd be one of those games that there'd be no redeeming qualities. Maybe at first we'd be laughing and be like, oh, we're playing this dumb game. But then we'd be like, guys, but After a while, we'd all be trying to, like, game. balance our fucking checkbooks. And, yeah. like, you know, it's like, what the fuck is going on it's... here? Fuck this. <laughs> I feel like it's the video game equivalent of Ticket to Ride. It's just like, no. why are we discussing train routes? Tickets now, to ride on. is fun. <laughs> there is, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, Johnny's stall. got like 2,000 hours in the Steam version <laughs> of Ticket to Ride, so you know, you're about to fucking suffer his wrath. Well, David, David uh, yeah. David, you don't even you don't know anything about Ticket to Ride if you're saying those kinds of t- things, man. <laughs> Ticket to Ride is like fun. Well, and, I mean, if you learn the rules for Fortune Street. No. What I've heard, David, is that you haven't enough you haven't played enough Ticket to Ride, my friend. We gotta get together. I'm gonna ticket to ride you, okay? I don't know what that means We're exactly. We're gonna run a train but, you on know, you, David. We'll get you good. Please, please don't post that on GTT out of context. <laughs> oh, that's a good show idea. <laughs> Which honestly, that should be a Twitter account if it's not already. <laughs> Tunas, you know what to do. Anyway, yeah. So the, the the redeeming thing about this game is the music. It's got very nice, uh, you know, uh, Mario mixes and uh, some Dragon Quest stuff. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the music is uh, significantly more fun than the uh, than the game itself. So, uh, 
That shall be its legacy. It shall live on in GTT Radio and never be played by any of us. Um, but awesome request. Uh, you know, Mork is now in the chat claiming the request, so I'm going to give it to him. He uh, he seems to think he made this request. So thank you, Mork. Thank you, Silver Nova, for seconding the request. And uh, guys, let's just. Uh, before we move on, we should probably check in our shops and check our income statements and see how much money the shops brought in versus our cash outlay, and then we're going to need to crunch those numbers, uh, check your, you know, uh, special spaces and uh, prepare a graph. You know, th- th- this this was an accounting game. It's a boring fucking game. Johnny, start game two. Game two. Checking your special spaces is my favorite sexual euphemism. <laughs> Alright guys, uh, so this game underwent an 11-year development cycle, possibly one of the longest in the series.
All right. Let's uh, see y'all's answers. Wow, that song did not last long. That's the idea. <laughs> Good tune, though. I'm I'm glad I didn't choose that song to pee. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Jesse says Sonic Generations, which is incorrect. Dope. And uh, David and John both say Kirby Return to Dreamland, which is correct. This is Kirby Return to Dreamland for the Wii. Uh, it started development right after Kirby 64 came out, and for some reason it took 11 years to come out until it finally came out on the Wii. Perfect. I was going to say, wasn't Perfect this a game too. that was supposed to be like Kirby on GameCube? Yes. And um, I don't know the exact details of what happened, why that did, why that didn't come out, but um, yeah. It, they put out Kirby Air Ride and everybody was satisfied and they didn't want Kirby on the GameCube anymore. And that was that. <laughs> good enough, guys. Yeah. Moving on, guys. <laughs> but we're not done developing this yet. Oh, okay, fine. Just develop it in the back. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, this uh, this this one looked pretty interesting. I'll, I'll be honest, I have not played it. But uh, LSD play up to four players Surprise. simultaneously. Um, in a co-op mode, kind of like, um, I think, you know, the new Super Mario Brothers series that uh, did. And I watched some footage of, like, four people playing this, and it gets, like, kind of insane. Um, uh, in terms of just how much shit is happening on screen at once. Um, you could either, you could play as Kirby. You could play as Kirby or Kirby or Kirby. You could play up to four Kirbys if that's what you want. You can also play, <laughs> though, um, for players two, three, four, you can be... Uh, Bandana D, um, King DDD, mm. and, um, oh crap. Oh, I'm drawing a blank now on the last one. Are Can you, you seriously Kirby? drawing a blank on Meta Knight? Yes, Meta Knight. <laughs> um, and yes, yes, uh, Jesse, you can, you can be Kirby. Uh, yes. And it's got that sort of, uh, uh, it's got some similar things that, um, Kirby Superstar introduced where, like, <laughs> You could do the little, I don't know if you're kissing or hugging, but you do that thing where you get life and you, like, <laughs> run up to each other and give each other life, you know, kind of thing, which is oh, real cute. Oh, yeah. I love doing that, guys. It's so yeah. cute. I mean, back in the, back in my real stonery buddy days of playing Kirby uh, Kirby Superstar, we called it blowing a recycle. <laughs> you know, when you fucking, you take a big spot of weed and then you blow your smoke into your friend's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do that? Fuck yeah, of course we did. Why did we call it that? We were playing <laughs> Kirby yeah. Superstar. Like, yo, hey, man, blow me that recycle. <laughs> Get a little life back on the recycle? Ugh. God, we were fucking gross. That's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All those days. All those fucking years of, oh, God. See, what is, what, I, I would be curious to talk to, a, like, a scientist about whether or not. <laughs> Just in general. Like, hitting a recycle would even fucking, you know, get you high. Like, were we just doing the grossest shit possible? <laughs> yeah, I feel like we were. Like, take a big bong rip and then blow it back in the bong and let somebody else do it again. Like, it's already been filtered by your your lungs. So, like, is it going to even do me any good? I don't know. But in the Kirby games, it always did some good. Yeah. I was going to say... So Kirby returned to Dreamland. <laughs> oh, okay, now we're getting off topic. Sorry, David. Fucking no, I... know, arbiter of the fucking discussion over here. <laughs> yeah, because you can like don't blow talk about smoke smoking weed like with David. It'll <laughs> like fuck the cat up. So, so anyways, this game looks charming as hell. Um, 
it, it does that whole thing where uh, all the levels are all the level titles are alliterative. Like you got Cookie Cutter, Raisin Ruins, Onion Ocean, uh, Nutty Noon, you know. And uh, <laughs> what? what was that last one? N- Nutty Noon, which is what I call lunch breaks when I work from home. Because hey, you know. <laughs> oh God, what are you jerking it? <laughs> you just you said that so casually, like it was a phrase that we should all understand. Yeah. Noon is not a setting that I'm aware of. <laughs> <sighs> and um yeah, it just it just looks like a lot of fun. Did, did any of you guys uh play this game? I did actually. Um this is the game at least as I recall that introduced like Magalore and the whole plot of the game is like there's this guy who crashes a spaceship and you have to like help him find pieces to repair his spaceship. But then he turns on you like halfway through the game, and then I was gonna say, uh, Johnny, back me up. You've at least seen videos about this game. Yeah, I I watched <laughs> uh, I watched some footage because I wanted to see like how dark it gets at the end because Kirby games tend to do that, and it doesn't get as they dark do. as other Kirby games. I was a little disappointed. Like it get I mean, it get don't get me wrong. There's a it's big screen filling boss and all that, but I was like, well, oh, that's it. Uh, Johnny, I'm, you know that's the thing. You didn't you didn't actually play the game, so you probably couldn't find the video online that shows just how dark the game can get. I mean, like some of the, some of the times the darkness in the Kirby games is like hidden in like a pause screen description of a character or something. Mm. Like, you know, it's in there somewhere, John. Trust me, there's some horrifying thing in this game. <laughs> you know, or just like I mean, sad motivation for the characters. Like it's it's all packed in there, John. It's got to be. That's pretty dark, but it's not exactly Eldritch Horror dark, so I don't know. (laughs) I do remember this is the game that introduced the water power-up, which was a really fun power-up and kind of like influenced the poison power in Planet Robobot, uh, which was my favorite power-up, so it's like probably Return to Dreamland for giving us water, Kirby. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know there wasn't a water Kirby before this. Yeah. I'm looking at these other power-ups now. I want to, I want to talk about Whip Kirby. He's got a cowboy yeah, yeah, hat whip, and a whip. Whip Kirby was fucking dope. What could that be a reference to? <laughs> I think it's a reference to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. When did that movie come out? <laughs> <laughs> Sometime around. Yeah. Say it. Looking at looking a little closer. No, it's in no way an Indiana Jones hat. It's definitely like a fucking cowboy hat covered in Kirby stars. But uh, point stands. <laughs> <laughs> so is he supposed to be a road? He's he must be rodeo Kirby. That's got to be it because that's that's definitely a cowboy hat. Huh? Weird. I mean, it's sorry. Probably anyway, a, a cowboy hat because they couldn't get the licensing rights for a fedora. Like Link's. That's what held this game up Kirby. in development for sure. so long. Yeah, they uh, they started this game in development years. It was going to be the big return to uh, you know video games for Indiana Jones. Uh, they had the fedora all ready to go, and then those like the, the the rights got all caught up, and they had to change it to a cowboy hat. And it took fucking eleven years for it to come out. And by then, people had soured on the Indiana Jones, so they had to change it to a cowboy hat. So that's how it went. That guys. makes sense. Tough. Yeah, it does. It all adds up. John, I can't <laughs> wait for you to write. Give me a level where Kirby sucks up Indiana Jones. <laughs> I can't wait for you to write your unauthorized, you know, like history of Kirby. Oh yeah, just this game, <laughs> of which I, I know so many things. <laughs> There's so many facts I can give you about the development of this game, based mostly on uh, the design of the various hats. <laughs> so. One thing that threw me off is just the title, because like the 
Cause, He's back. Because <laughs> he had Kirby's Adventure, and then you had Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland, which was a remake of Kirby's Adventure. So when I hear Kirby's Return to Dreamland, I kind of assumed it was just like a Kirby Adventure remake. Plus, in Japan and Europe, they called it Kirby Adventure Wii. But this is absolutely not a remake of Kirby's Adventure. It's like its own game. <laughs> And I don't know why they use the adventure title in uh, Japan and Europe. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> Good game. Yeah. Uh, does anybody else have anything to say about Kirby's Return to Dreamland? Johnny, this is your game, and you're in charge of the fucking progression of the show, man. If you ain't got nothing left to say, it's okay. Like, yeah. you have a button you can press. Yeah, David, fine. You know, run down your top thirty Kirby Return to Dreamland power ups. Which ones are your favorites? Top thirty. Give us a power I mean, rankings. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed Water. I uh, Whip was definitely up there. Um, <laughs> it's the ones we've mentioned so far. Obviously, Beam is a classic. Um, Love that beam. I think Spear was really fun to use as well. I don't... I, I would have to rank, like, Sleep as an E tier. Like, it's bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah, I hate, I hate that. Stone yeah. is fun. Cutter? Cutter is... Cutter's a classic. Sword, obviously. Hammer? Oh, God. Hammer was so much fun. Um... Johnny, how many powers am I going to have to go before you hit the fucking next game? Game 3.
Okay, so um, after the launch, uh, this game's subscribers rose to 1.7 million by February 2012. Um, but then by 2000, uh, May, they dropped to 1.3 million. Um, let's see. By July, the subscriber base fell below 1 million. Um, EA then was like, hey, let's make it a free-to-play um, and I think in 2014, um, the game still has over 1 million players. How you guys feel? 
really, really good. Feeling pretty good. Love to hear it from Johnny. Ah. Uh, uh, oh, we got a hat trick, everybody. Star Wars The Old Republic. Oh, so... This is Star Wars The Old Republic. Um, it is actually the follow-up of Knights of the Republic 2. Um, it actually takes place like 100 or 200 years after. And um, so Are you still calling that the Old Republic? Yeah. Um, the Old Republic was a while. Um, so is this, I think, before the rise of the Empire or after? This is like... It's before that empire. Okay. This is a Sith empire. It's a. Mm. It's was it, was it the empire a Sith empire? It, it was Ooh. a. Well. Like secretly, yes, no. but. You're not no. supposed to say it out loud, David. James. <laughs> no, because. Okay, back in the day, um, when people would wear onions on their belts, because <laughs> um, it was the style at the time, um, there was an alien race known as the Sith. And they were like these like red people with like little tentacles on their chins, and um, so they were the the you know when someone mentioned the Sith, that's what they meant, and um, and this is just you know from memory. They were like um, basically they were born using the Force, but the dark side of the Force, and um, so that's where a lot of the. Um, you know, Dark Side came from a lot of the old teachings, was from the Sith people. And, um, of course, you know, the Force users were able to, um, but yeah, this game is, a it's an MMO, um, based on, you know, the old, the stuff, like we were just saying. Um, trying to think of what's, like, so I picked it because recently the Sony had a big, um, press conference and they revealed that they're doing a remake of uh, Knights of the Old Republic mm. and nice. that's that's pretty big news because that game was you know huge yeah maybe um, you've heard of it yeah um, so that's cool um, also if you have Disney Plus um, a new show dropped today called Star Wars Visionaries and it's like an anthology series of like anime uh, creators and so it's all like Star Wars anime shorts. And I haven't watched it yet, but the trailers look really freaking dope. So it's like the Animatrix, but for Star Wars? Yes. Okay. Star Wars anime anthology. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Go um, on. So that's cool. Um, so I've been in a very Star Warsy mood. Um, I actually was super excited when this game came out. I pre-ordered the special edition with the, the statue of Darth Malgus and everything. Um, like, I was really excited. And I played it for a while, and then I just kind of fell off. And I'll hit it every now and then, because it's free to play now. Um, so that's, that's really cool. cool. That's nice. Um, you can just dip in. And it's a very... Okay, this is weird. It's a very single-player MMO, if that makes sense. Um, no. Like, like I know... <laughs> I mean, MMO stands for Massive Multiplayer Online, so how is this they a single-player game? 
<laughs> Space is so big. It's it's that No Man's Sky premise. You're just never going to find another player. So like, you're just going to be by well, yourself no. the whole time. <laughs> you're going to see other players and stuff. and But unless you do like PvP or like dungeons and stuff, um, you can just play the fuck out of this game by yourself because you get a companion. Um, the, the game is very story-driven. So there's a lot of uh, like quests based on like your your class, and typically you just do those by yourself, and it makes more sense because you're doing all the um, like light side and dark side decisions, and um, like you can upset your uh, companions like in the other code tour and stuff, um, and that's always fun. You can be like a real dick. You can like flirt with people or. Um, it always cuts away, but I'm assuming there's, like, sex options. It is a Bioware game. So you can fuck <laughs> some of the aliens. That's good. Um, Sold. And Star Wars has some good yeah. aliens for, for the fuck. They do have good aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Bioware um, game so you can fuck the aliens. Has Bioware made a Star Trek game? Because I feel like they should. Yeah, mm. they have some pretty good aliens, too. Um, one of my favorite things about sweater though is uh that's, that's, that's people, what people would call it sweater oh, sorry took me I'm like huh? yeah yeah that took a second to click you're like you oh, a sweater the fall fashion segment yeah. huh? <laughs> first day of fall huh yeah. we're already busting out the sweaters no but um there's a pvp Title for the episode, sweater weather yeah oh that's good there's a, a pvp area event thing called hut ball and so there's like a commentator. It's a, like you get a ball and it's um, it slows you down when you hold the ball. And it's two teams of like six or so, maybe more. Um, it's been a long time since I've played hut ball. But you can pass the ball to your teammates and you're trying to get the ball to the other end of the field. But the field also has like a bunch of hazards and like fire pits. And, and of course the other players, you know, shooting each other or lightsabering each other, you know, whatever. But it's very sports-like and you get like points and there's a commentator who like <laughs> when someone dies, he's like oh, that guy just incinerated. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, real goofy, but it's it's such a cool idea of like I guess like a weird version of capture the flag but you can like pass it and you can intercept it and stuff it's so stupid and fun love it interesting um, so Jesse uh, when you got this or uh, you know I don't know what you're you know, if you're still playing the same character as you were 10 years ago what's uh, what's your character class what'd you choose to be my first character was a bounty hunter of course <laughs> duh yeah um, so I was a bounty hunter which is pretty cool. They have a bunch of flamethrowers and like rockets, and um, one of the builds I've been playing, they have a retractable like blade knife that comes out of their uh, um, wrist. Dick. Oh, and, <laughs> no. so close, Johnny. So close. <sighs> but it's a pretty fun game, you know. It's free to play. You know, if you've got an MMO itch, which you know it's been rare lately, but. You can't go wrong without some Star Wars, you know. They have a lot of, like, goofy mounts you can get now and um, ridiculous armor and stuff. So Yeah, so it's still going on. Like, has it been, like, supported with new content this whole time? Oh, or is yeah, it just, yeah. like... There's you know, tons of new content. Just go um, fucking around in Star Wars world. <laughs> I think there's a new expansion coming out later this... Or maybe it just came out. 
I'm not sure. <laughs> cool. Man, I appreciate that there is official Star Wars MMORPGs. Because back in the day, I used to play a, uh, uh, a multi-user dungeon, a MUD, which is a text-based online RPG that was Star Wars uh-huh. themed. That That's how I had to get my Star Wars online kicks, was typing text into a box. Uh, and now you don't have to do that. You can just click things. That's way nicer. Way, way nicer. Uh, especially since all of the Star Wars muds I would play were very unauthorized and kind of oh. weird, you know. Was it actually, or was it like? It, uh, it was like Star. Like they just violated okay. all the trademarks. They didn't care. <laughs> like nobody cared. It was a like EA's not going to crack down. On a text-based mud. Luke Skywalker did not do this. <laughs> at some point, you gotta ask yourself: Is it worth it to be playing whatever you, you know? Or I don't know if you can really consider it playing if it's a mud. But like, at some point, you know, the value of your time becomes a factor, John. Like playing unauthorized Star Wars muds, <laughs> just you know. You had nothing else going on, man? I've never heard anything more hardcore, man. <laughs> I'm the most hardcore person in this room right now because I play unauthorized Star Wars months. Yeah. <laughs> By some so. definition of hardcore. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say. <laughs> Whatever your your like thoughts on being hardcore are, I, fine, I'm not hardcore. You got me, John. <laughs> oh. Man, mercy! Um, and ugh. there's like space battles and stuff too. It's there's a lot of cool things you can do in sweater. You can have a, a apartment, which is pretty neat. Mine I've always in. wanted a Star Wars themed apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Jesse, uh, you're gonna save up the like 15 grand or so that you need to go to uh, you know Disney uh, pretty soon, and oh, God, live out I that w- Star Wars life. <laughs> God, I wish it was even remotely possible it's so expensive so cool <laughs> it's so strangely ungodly expensive <laughs> yeah it's so out of reach yeah but, I still know. haven't been to Edge of Tomorrow but... the Tom Cruise movie no 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 Edge of the Galaxy <laughs> <laughs> you live die and repeat yeah. <laughs> those are two Shit, different is things is Tom Cruise in yeah. Star Wars did I miss something I mean, you could. Uh, you know, yeah, one of those uh, one of those days of uh, live, die, repeat was definitely a Star Wars day. Um, I mean, Daniel but, Craig uh, is in Star Wars, so technically James Bond is in Star Wars. So, yeah. God, yeah, you know it's wild. Yeah, uh, fucking what's his face, the uh, lumpy guy that got killed in Last Jedi. It was going to be Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise was going to be Snoke. <laughs> they were gonna oh yeah, bring him up for the final. Uh, Final one, and yeah, you know, uh, geez, Ryan Johnson just shit all over it. Just made a really great Star Wars movie, and cut Tom Cruise right out of it, right in half. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, no, yeah, we're not going to Galaxy's Edge anytime soon, unless people want to up their Patreon pledges, please. You know, yeah, we're gonna need a lot of fucking money to make this happen, guys. If you actually want to see Johnny live out his hardcore Star Wars mud fantasies, you know, <laughs> wearing a Han Solo vest, we're gonna need a lot more fucking you know, Patreon money. Okay, guys. really, I'm really think- confused, John, because I asked to use Patreon money to send me to Disney World, and you said <laughs> no. So, like, 
<laughs> Are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, because you wanted not? to go to Disney World. <laughs> Disney World is it's it's done, David. You know they're taking the racist stuff out of Splash Mountain and replacing it with Princess and the Frog. I get that that is right in line with your tastes, but no. If we want Patreon money to go to the Star Wars thing, that's fine. But no, 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 we're not taking you to Magic Kingdom on a, the on everybody's Patreon dollars, David. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Oh my as God. long can as you film yourself the whole time you're there. <laughs> can we yeah, please can we get, have okay, a yeah, we get a GoPro to get David onto the Frozen ride at Epcot? Because I would love the yeah. shit out of that. Oh, I would okay, hate yeah, that. Okay, yeah, fine. We can use Patreon money if we spend it on a GoPro that streams, live streams David's whole uh, <laughs> oh, that walk so through yeah. fucking Disney World. <laughs> yeah, you see what David sees. <laughs> Fap to what David faps to. <laughs> <laughs> Get kicked out of the princess castle that David gets kicked out of the princess. That's <laughs> the idea, guys. <laughs> David's Here's only mission minutes is to of David to... eating at the France Pavilion Patricerie. <laughs> oh, why'd you fap into there? <laughs> go, go Dude, those the eclairs are festival. so fucking good. So fucking good. <laughs> just a Gonzo style fucking trip to Epcot with David. <laughs> and we thought Johnny was hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah, so we're going to work on that. In the yeah. meantime, Jesse, anything else in Star Wars world? No. Get out of here. Oh, yeah, man. Mm. Game Live four. long and prosper.
This game uh, received critical acclaim when it was released, particularly for its presentation and originality. Lucas Thomas, writing for IGN, said, quote, This may very well be the best downloadable game Nintendo's ever offered in any format.
Alright, gentlemen, who has their guesses ready? <clears throat> uh, I have an answer. Yeah, so do I. Alright. Okay, that's not... God damn it. Um, so Johnny says straight frogs. Sadly incorrect. John and Jesse both have the correct answer. This is Pushmo. So Pushmo for the 3DS. Anybody play this but me? I downloaded the demo when it came out. Nice. And I thought it was very fun. But obviously I didn't buy it. <laughs> Beyond that, no. Yeah, no. So, um, Johnny, I'm counting on you. Oh yeah, it's that game about pushing Mo around, right? Like you, you hang hey, out, with, you hang out with Mo Rocca from The Daily Show, and he's kind of pushing oh. him around on top of things. Is that is that this game? No. So Jesus. so very close. Coming in <laughs> with the timely reference of Mo Rocca from The Daily Show. Uh, no. So he's still on. Wait, wait, don't a... tell me on NPR, man. He's still very relevant to me. <laughs> The NPR has come up on this show way more than I ever expected. I mean... The Johnny influence of it all, man. For sure. Jesus Christ. If we're talking about topical references for the Game That Tune crowd, wait, wait, don't tell me on NPR. That's like top <laughs> yeah. five, easily. Possibly top four. Um, I can't wait for our fresh air interview. Yeah. Um, there, next, yeah. Next special is going to be a tiny desk concert. <laughs> oh my God. A tiny desk podcast. This is my game and I yeah. lost my place. Oh, what were we talking about? Um, this is the Push game. Um, so this was a downloadable game for the 3DS. Yeah. And it's it's a puzzle game, but it's an interesting kind of puzzle game. You star as a, a chubby little creature named Mallow. And basically what you do is... You're presented with, like, a, a 2D sprite, and you walk up to it, and you grab sections of the sprite and sort of pull them out. Um, and you can pull them out one, two, or three blocks out, and then you can climb up on them. So your goal is to create a path where you can climb up this sprite to the top to, like, a little flag. Um, so you kind of push and pull in sections of a 2D sprite. It's, as we've gotten to this point in the show, it's honestly hard to describe without a visual element. Like, as I'm sitting here talking about it, you're probably looking at me very confused, but if you look at 15 seconds of a trailer for this game, it suddenly makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's honestly, it's a really fun little puzzle game, because you're... You're kind of trying to figure out... It's not a puzzle game in like a, a Tetris or Dr. Mario style where it's like, okay, how do I clear all these things as quickly as possible? It's a puzzle game where you're trying to figure out the best path forward, but the best path is pulling sections out. Interesting. Or yeah, or like pushing or pulling out. Um... And I remember this this game was actually very fun because uh, you could use the, the 3DS QR codes. You could actually create your own puzzles and then send them to people so you could build and share. Um, so that was really fun. 
That is cool. I'm looking at some footage, and yeah, this this looks like a very interesting puzzle because it introduces a, a, a 3D element, and um, it is like interesting how you know they're using various sprites of things. Like I see uh, Link, you know, like the OG Link sprite from um, you know the first Legend of Zelda game, and uh, connected colors all pull out at the same time, right? So when you say pull yeah, on like right. the brown of his shield, that's one big hunk you're pulling out and got then got to climb on. Um, so that that's kind of cool that you gotta yeah build that little path to the top of the screen that way. And you have you, you got three levels to work with. Is that is that the you got yeah. like a middle back and, and forward they, basically? They they added things as you went further on. Like obviously the beginning was very simple, and eventually you got like little. I don't want to say sewers, but like little. They added kind of like portals, where like if you go in one section, you would pop out in another. So that added another level of like how do you okay well i've pulled out this section i need to pull out this section over here go down a portal pop up here and now i'm at the end so Mm. it's it's kind of like a unique brain teaser and the more that i think about it the more that between pushmo and box boy and the mighty games like i really kind of gravitated towards puzzle games on the 3ds something about downloadable puzzle games on the 3ds like man this was my fucking jam back in 2011 wasn't there a sequel to this there was um crash mode yeah crash mode yeah and i want to say there yep. was even another one on the wii u pushmo or maybe world that was yeah Although I'm not sure if that was well, like... suddenly we all know things about this. That's <laughs> <laughs> because everybody's looking at the Wikipedia page. Um, well, no, I remembered Crashmo. I mean, I had a Wii U. I didn't buy that shit. Yeah. You should have. It was really fun. Um, yeah, I know. But I, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, Cra- Crashmo is only on 3DS, so my fault. But yeah, no, Nintendo was pushing Pushmo pretty hard for a while there. And yeah, it, it looked kind of appealing, but I think I played a demo of it at some point. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cute. I'm good on that for now. Like... Yeah, I, I like my puzzle games uh, just as much as anybody, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't bother. They really should bring this back, man. Um, they because it, it's so simple, man. Sprite-based three D puzzles, it's fun. Pushing, pushing in parts of the sprites, love it. I was kind of hoping, honestly, that Mallow would be an assist trophy in Smash Brothers. Like he would just kind of pop up, pull sections out, and suddenly there's new platforms on the stage. Like. That makes sense to me. That would be fun, but sadly, mm-hmm. no. Wait, did you say Mallow is in this? Like from Super Mario Super Mario RPG Mallow, or is this a different Mallow? N- no, it's a different Mallow. Oh, the sure? main character is named Mallow, but he is also soft and fluffy and adorable, similar to Mallow from Super Mario RPG. Hmm. It's Mallow from Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess, right? The little kid that runs the shop. Uh, no, this is Mallow from Pushmo. Similar to Mallow from Twilight Princess, he is also small and fluffy and adorable. <laughs> Dang, yeah, great tunes, too. Uh, um, yeah, so, uh, David, one thing I want to ask, I know that you can't really speak to this because you're an American man, um, but I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, and right off the bat, Pushmo, which I always thought was a cute, perfectly fine name, also known as pull blocks in <laughs> Europe and Australia. 
What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, I yeah. think that in Europe what? and Australia, they just didn't have anywhere near the same marketing budget, so they had to get as much info about the game as they could everywhere they could. So, like, they're going to make the title of the mm-hmm. game what the game is. <laughs> and that way, yes. cool. they'll see, like, you know, Push Mo, to me, it says it's a shortening of push more. You know, you push more blocks, you'd solve the puzzle. Pull blocks, it's like, okay, well, what is this, Jenga? <laughs> Like, you know, what is, what is this game? It, you know, it's just utterly confusing. And it just feels like, I'm, I'm wondering, is there a British, is there like a Britishism where pull, uh, where push is an yeah. offensive term and pull is mm. not? Like, it, you know, do British people call taking a shit having a push? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I'm, so I mean, I'm trying oh, to figure I don't, it out, man. <laughs> I don't think they call it taking a push. I think they call it taking a push, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, I've got I one of push I believe it's if you know what I mean. Oh, sorry, I'm going to wait. I just push. I was just having a bit of a push. <laughs> yeah. See, that that doesn't sound out of the question, guys. <laughs> like, so, so. Though ha- having a bit of a push absolutely <sighs> sounds like something you do like late night at a pub. Like I bet, you know. Like I, governor. Don't don't mind me, I was just having a bit of a bit of a push. I got I cannot do access to save my life. You really no. fucking can't. <laughs> wow. God. <laughs> it never, you never got it, John. You never recovered. That was so bad. I mean, let's oh, let's all be crap. real here. Who hasn't gone out with their mates, had a couple of beers, and then the next morning you wake up, you have a glass of water, you go to the bathroom, and you have a bit of a push. That's a, that's a pretty typical thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. So that's that's it's, the canon I'm going with, guys. They had to call this pull blocks because Pushmo was blocks. slang for taking a shit. In it's it's London. a charming, fun <laughs> 3DS puzzle game. Why are we talking about taking a shit? Again, only because of that fucking thing right off the bat. Like, you know, Pushmo known as pull blocks or Hikosu. Okay, you know, Hikosu, I don't know how, you know, English and Japanese work. Uh, that's fine. But I do know that pull blocks is a stupider name than Pushmo. <laughs> and therefore, I'm going to make fun of it. So, um, you know, sorry to all our uh, Australian and European listeners. Uh, you know, please let us know. Yeah. If there's some reason why this didn't get called Pushmo where you live. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, they, sh- they should bring this back, because, uh, again, pixel puzzles, simple, you know, deceptively simple, fun, like, pixel puzzles, I'm into that kind of stuff. You know, I got into the Picross when they put that on the Switch eShop, or the download service or whatever. Fucking, yeah, give us, uh, give us some Pushmo, you know, give us, uh, <laughs> some Crashmo, the give Cleveland us all the Mo's. Pushmo. Yeah. Drop, drop <laughs> More a, Mo's. Drop a Pushmo <laughs> onto the eShop. <laughs> yep, P- pleasure switch and have a big old pushmo. Um, I mean, I do. Anyway, I do, David, anything else? I do most of my switch playing while having a pushmo. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. We can move uh, on. Game five.
All right, guys. So this was one of two games to be released in 2011 as part of a collaboration between this developer and this publisher. How's everybody feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. Good. Uh, Johnny says, Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 2? Uh, sadly incorrect. Jesse says, Shitmo. That's the American version of Pushmo, which, you know... Uh, Oi. No, sadly, not on the show tonight. Or fall. And uh, David... David has the correct answer. It's Mario Sports Mix. <laughs> well done, David. <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for I a little recognition. Yeah. I forgot that Square Enix made a Mario sports game. Uh, they made two Mario sports games. Oh, what, what's the other one? Uh, Mario the other Hoops was three on uh, three. Mario ah. Hoops 3 on 3. Yeah, I forgot about that uh, one, too. Yep. Wow. Which was actually really fucking good. So what is Mario Sports Mix? So it's Mario Hoops 3 on 3, but they also added in some other sports and mixed them all together, man. What a what a game. So when you say mix them all together, do you mean like it's a lot of little sports mini games or are they mixed sports like basketball? That would honestly make for a really good Mario sports game if it was like Mario Golf and Tennis at the same time. Yeah, or like a Mario hockey game, 
but with, um, I don't know what other rules to mix into that. <laughs> Baseball rules? I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. But you know what? This is a bad idea, isn't it? Most sports shouldn't be mixed up like this. I can't tell if John is frozen or really pissed. It could be both, Ben. I'm, uh, I'm having connectivity problems and you guys won't shut the fuck up, so, <laughs> yeah. It could be both. <laughs> so, John. Could be. What is Mario Sports Mix? I don't know, man. You were pretty close. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't play this shit. Uh... <laughs> No, it's uh, so it's sports compilation of uh, you know by Square Enix for the Wii. It's got basketball, volleyball, dodgeball, and hockey, and then a sports mix mode in which you have to fight the behemoth from Final Fantasy. Ooh, I love a good, I love a good compilation. It's utterly baffling, guys. I I don't understand the conception of this game at all. Like Nintendo, they were so happy with Square's work on. Mario Hoops 3-on-3 from several years prior, they were like, you know, throw all that effort behind, uh, you know, fucking a sports compilation. Or, like, maybe they were like, okay, so Hoops was great, but what else you got? Can you do more Mario sports games? They're like, you know, we're really more of a Final Fantasy company, but we can throw a couple of guys at it. And so you end up with mini-game versions of hockey and dodgeball and fucking uh, volleyball. So... And then I think Nintendo probably came back to check on their progress and was like, fuck, man, these guys, these aren't games that can stand on their own. Let's put them together in a compilation. I, I, you know, I don't know. So when you say you fight the behemoth f- from Final Fantasy, is it like a Final Fantasy-style battle, or is it like a gauntlet of sports? Like, you gotta beat them at dodgeball, then you gotta beat them at hockey. I hope you don't have would, to I would beat like them to see at dodgeball, that if, I hope that's the case. the behemoth can't dodge worth shit. It's massive. It's called the behemoth. Right, yeah. Wouldn't be very fair. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be fair to face him in any of the sports, really, on, you know, level playing field. Uh, you know, he'd take up most of the basketball court. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to win a game of dodgeball. <laughs> he'd just destroy the ice with, like, fireballs. Uh, volleyball... I'm not really sure what the behemoth would do. <laughs> you, just, you know, the ball couldn't hit the ground because it would just hit the behemoth instead. Man, I um, really feel no, bad it, about the behemoth now. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He just wants to play sports too, guys. No, but apparently, so you fight the behemoth through the sports mix mode. That's where they mix the sports up. And so you basically play like four quarters of a you know sports thing and de- defeat the behemoth somehow. But every quarter it changes to a different game. So you can't beat him just playing basketball or whatever. So it's just a shuffled up sports thing, and eventually the behemoth dies. He's <laughs> um, <laughs> dead. <laughs> unclear on how playing basketball kills the behemoth, but it does. Um, you know, the, the story of this game is just the story of the game's all over the place, guys. The the lore on you know on hand is just out of this world, literally. It starts with uh, like a meteorite striking the mushroom kingdom, and like some toads go and find it. And inside the crater, there's crystals. And inside the crystal is a basketball, a fucking volleyball, a dodgeball, and a Mario coin, which I guess they take to mean is a hockey puck. And then (laughs) when the the toads decide to start holding tournaments for these things, but if someone wins all four tournaments, it summons the behemoth. (laughs) It's, uh... Why would you want to summon the behemoth? Yeah, hell of a fucking story. Like, I, okay, so I just won't win all four trophies then. Like, because 
I don't want to fight the behemoth. I just want to play fucking some casual sports. But God, though. Um, yeah. I kind of feel uh, like Mario sports games keep adding story modes, and they really shouldn't. No, like, I feel like you know, there is no reason for there to be a story mode. Right, that, and that's the thing. I mean, really, this that, this doesn't need the story, and the story has very little consequence. Obviously, it's not like a fucking RPG style game or whatever. It's just a framing device that explains why you would play sports mix mode. But it's still like, really, that's what you came up with. <laughs> uh, okay, well, guess what? No one's buying it. <laughs> like. They uh, they really should have made this the fucking like Wii Sports Two or something, man. I feel like uh, I feel like this doesn't uh, doesn't work. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird one, guys. Like I would if this was just me's doing all these things and then fighting the behemoth, it'd be one thing. But with Mario characters fighting the behemoth, it's utterly confusing. So. God, I would love to see at the Olympics if any country wins too many gold medals, they have to fight the behemoth. That or they just. <laughs> or the, to spice up the Olympics, they start doing sports mix mode. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Either way. Yeah. Also Behemoth or a mix of sports. I would love it. <laughs> I would love it if during the Olympics, any nation just replaced their team with a bunch of slimes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Also a good idea. I love those slimes. I but, just uh, want the Behemoth to have a bobsled team. God, yeah. That yeah. would be... I'd watch that inspirational story. Yeah, John Candy coaching up the behemoth. <laughs> God, imagine you're watching the Olympic opening ceremony and you have all the you know teams representing their country and you get to that one group of players from countries that like weren't allowed to participate so they play under the Olympic flag and it's like uh-huh. some people from random countries and the behemoth. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like yeah. the, all the refugee athletes and then also the, the behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> Be pretty good, <laughs> Behemoth. You dead man. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, all that sounds better than what Mario Sports Mix is. I mean, it's it's cool. It's uh, it's Mario Sports, but it's like the B tier of Mario Sports. Like, I guess they thought none of these were gonna stand on their own. They didn't put the time and effort into them like they did golf and tennis. You know, because I feel like Mario Sports games, by and large, are fucking pretty good. You know, give or take a Mario Tennis Ultra Smash or, you know, two weird entries in some, you know, some of the long-running series. But, like, uh, I feel like between, like, Strikers and Golf and uh, Tennis, they had, a, they had a pretty good role going. And so they were thinking, well, let's just throw some more sports out there. And that turns out these aren't so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like they could be good with more fleshing out. But, it, you know, I'm, I'm still confused as to the Square Enix of it all. Why was Square Enix involved at all? Like, yeah, that's ultimately the confusing thing for me. It's like Nintendo is capable of finding companies that make good, you know, Mario sports games, Camelot and so forth. So why is Square Enix making shitty Nintendo basketball starring the behemoth? It, you know, Mm. it's a mystery. It it feels like, (laughs) it feels like they had a contract where they had to do three games. And after the second one, they're kind of done. You know, and maybe even, maybe even after right. the first one, they're kind of done, and so they really kind of folded in with Fortune Street and this game. Just yeah, that's that it. Up. Maybe it does. Maybe seem... it's all leftover hurt feelings from back when they had that acrimonious split with Super Mario RPG and Final Fantasy VII and shit. And this is Square Enix getting their revenge. Like, you know, we're gonna play the long game. In 15 years, we're gonna give you two weird fucking games, and you, you're gonna <laughs> think you should. You should think you should market them and like you know push them at people, and no one's gonna really care for them. 
and Fortune Street doesn't have any business coming out outside of Japan. So, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> Square Enix <laughs> wins again, baby. <laughs> it does seem really weird that Nintendo was like, okay, at this point, we've got two different Mario RPGs. We got Paper Mario and we got Mario and Luigi. Let's partner up with Square Enix for a Mario game and make it <laughs> right. a sports title. Like, that's that's not what Square Enix is known for. Are you, are you sure that's about? the you route always, you want to go? You always think Square Enix when you think sports, right? When you think football, yeah. who do you think? Square Enix. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you think, you know, I think of Blitzball, but, uh, <laughs> you know, not uh, not actual sports. Um, Chocobo Racing. Yep, exactly. I think of Blitzball and I think of Chocobo Racing. And uh, fucking Rocket Slimes. Uh, which, you know, should be a sport in the Olympics, by the way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe this was also Square Enix, like, you know, trying to repair their relationship with Nintendo. Like, Nintendo came crawling back. They're like, okay, guys, it's been a long time. Let's consider forging ahead with a new relationship. And Square Enix is like, fine, we'll make you games. Sports games. <laughs> like, but you don't, you guys don't go- do sports games. Like, it, you want us or not? <laughs> you know, if you want us to even think about developing you like a decent Mario RPG in the future, you're going to have to suffer through a five-year contract of us <laughs> doing sports games. <laughs> like, we, we hired all these sports guys, and they got fucking nothing to do, okay? So yeah. we're going to make you sports games. <laughs> <laughs> well, these young kids, they don't understand any of the, the classic square formulas, so we're just going to do sports games now. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I, I truly don't know. But what I do know is it's charming ass Mario Sports, uh, you know, trappings, you know, different different courts and whatnot. Uh, you know, fun, uh, silly, you know, free like gameplay gimmicks, you know, like uh, spots on the court that get you more points and things like that. Um, and it's got a fantastic soundtrack. Uh, that's the one good thing about the Square Partnership is it got Masayoshi Soken in on Mario music. So uh, between this and the Mario Hoops soundtrack and probably a couple others, uh, you know, Soken, that's, uh, that makes, that, uh, Soken's music is worth the price of admission. Um, not really. I would never buy this game ever. But, you know, I would definitely listen to the soundtrack and think about maybe, you know, playing this cheaply now. But uh, no, no, no. This was never going to be a purchase back in 2011. Just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe maybe also it was 2011 and they were already looking forward to the Wii U. And they were like, oh, yeah, guys, I forgot. We have to support the Wii for another, I don't know, 16 months or so. We should probably put out some games. And they dialed up Square, who had made Mario Hoops in 2006. Mind you, that's the, that's the whole thing. These, these didn't come out close together. Mario Hoops came out in 06 on the DS. They call them up. It's like, hey, can we get Hoops again? Can you guys do that on the Wii? And they're like, oh, we actually have some other things we can do, too. Volleyball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Whatever. Fuck. Just you know, whatever. We need something. We need something until the Wii U comes out. And then they ultimately did put this out on the Wii U. You could download it on the uh, on the Wii U and play with your Wii remotes. So, yeah, they just uh, this was just a filler game. <laughs> like, that's, the, that's what you call Square Enix for, guys. You need that high-priced filler. <laughs> Need a behemoth basketball. That's what it's here for. But, uh, yeah, so... Still rather play it than Ultra Smash. Yeah, fair enough. David really, really, in all these years, has never changed his stance on Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Yeah. We're going to soften up that heart one of these days, David. You're going to find the love. You're going to come around to that Ultra Smash. What was it that drove you nuts about Ultra Smash? 
Can we just can we shift the you know, the discussion for a good 20, um, 25 minutes and talk again about uh, why David doesn't like Mario Tennis Ultra Smash? Was it something to do with Rosalina's skirt length? Um, everything. It was literally everything about that game. Um, there was one stadium. Calculating computer activated. Oh, okay. Computers. Beeps. Boops. Damn it, John. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... David Fleming. Hey, hell yeah, David. Congratulations. You did win. I guess that means you get 20 to 25 minutes to talk about why you don't like Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. (laughs) Alright, so let me drag out this soapbox. No, I'm not going to bitch about Mario Tennis Ultra Smash for that long. That's okay. Yeah, bonus episode. Relitigating David's distaste for Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Coming soon. Before you'll fuck that uh, fucking game, man. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to keep taping when we're done. Okay, your hot takes. But for now... David, you're the winner. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? I don't know. So I found myself in a weird what position. What are you doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. John, please take over. No, no, no. You got it, pal. Oh, okay. Well, so, uh, David, uh, you're this week's winner. Um, so that means you get to choose uh, next week's theme. What is our theme for next week? Um... The theme for next week is jungle games. Games that take place in the jungle. Games that have levels in the jungle. Uh, games with the jungle. Alright, so so next week's uh, theme is jungle games. Awesome. I've been, I've been and, reading uh, the original Tarzan book, so I've been thinking about the jungle. Okay, nice. Yeah, guys. God, I really fucked up. I kind of just kind of took over. I don't know. I didn't. I honestly didn't mean to. Like, ah. it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't know what to do. I mean, oh man. You could, you could probably thank our requester. Um, we had uh, multiple requests come in, but um, I believe it was Silver Nova who seconded Fortune Street. So thank you very much for the request, and you can also, maybe in the process of this thanking, um, give a, a thanks to our absurd fan-tier Patreon producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Mork, Tasty, Grimmery, Phoenix Tier 2121, and Unsaddled Zebra. Thank you very much for your Patreon support and continuing to support the show and helping us keep the lights on. Um, John is back. I have given thanks to our requester and our Patreon super fan tier supporter. So do you want to take over now? Nah, Johnny's got it. Ah, shit. All right. Well, so uh, I would like to invite everybody to check out patreon.com slash game that tune. We've got some awesome exclusives over there, like cool mixtapes, our movie commentaries, cheat gems. Um, it helps us keep the lights on over at twitch.tv slash GTT radio, our 24 seven uh, video game music live stream. We've got some new features coming out, like um, starting on Tuesdays. Now we're going to play mixtapes at noon uh, and Definitely tune in Fridays for our Bop 10 countdown where we play the top 10 like voted songs over the course of the week uh, with some 
crazy, crazy voiceovers uh, and some awesome art by David that plays during that. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, so you should check that out. But um, and yeah, we appreciate you guys sh supporting the show. Um, if you want to make a request, uh, the best place to make requests is our Discord. We have a channel for that. Or you can email us at GameThatTune.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at GameThatTune. Or you can hit us up individually on Twitter. I'm at JPReganJR. Uh, John Harrington, you're available on Twitter at... At JGangsta187. Jesse, you're available on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And David, you're on Twitter at... Uh, DFD Fleming. All right, so David, you won. What's your bonus tunes? So, uh, keeping with my theme, I've had this theme in mind for a couple weeks, so I've been recycling the same bonus tunes, and I'm very excited to play it. I think everyone's really going to enjoy it. Uh, this is a song from Stephen Walking. You can find it on YouTube with a free download. This is the Jungle Japes Dubstep Remix. All right, awesome. So, yeah, we're going out with uh, the Jungle Japes Dubstep Remix. Peace out, everybody.
Fortune Street is copyright 2011 Square Enix Company Limited and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Kirby's Return to Dreamland is copyright 2011 HAL Laboratory and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Star Wars The Old Republic is copyright 2011 Electronic Arts. Pushmo is copyright 2011 Intelligent Systems and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Mario Sports Mix is copyright 2011 Square Enix Company Limited and Nintendo of America Incorporated. Johnny, how many powers am I going to have to go before you hit the fucking next game? Game two. <laughs> Wait, oh shit. Game three. <laughs> oh, we got a hat trick, everybody. Star Wars The Old Republic. Welcome to Game oh, That Tune. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. This is what happens when we take a week off. Johnny, One that was your cue to do the calculating computer. I don't want to relitigate <laughs> this. This game's winner is... Oh, shit. God damn it. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Johnny. All right. <laughs>